and welcome to Trash Party Aftermath. This is Justin. This is Chris. All right, I got a bit of like Illinois lore. Lore. Yeah. Would you Would you like to hear it? Sure. Okay. I'm kind of into like the cryptozoological stuff. It's kind of cool to me. Like Illuminati. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Knox County Illuminati. Crypto. Not cri- no, no, no. <laughs> really into cryptocurrency. <laughs> really into all the various cryptocurrencies that exist. Um, you know, you got your Bitcoin. No, like cryptozoology. So that's like animals. So okay. like chupacabra and shit. So like Bigfoot. Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil. Gotcha. That kind of stuff. So Illinois has a few. <laughs> Leave it to the trash state. More than one. <laughs> uh, we have a couple. Um, there's something, I don't know where this is, I think it's all Southern Illinois, the Murfreesboro Mud Monster. That, that was in the toilet last <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> the Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro Mud Monster. You can, you can Google where Murfreesboro is, I'm not sure, I think it's Southern Illinois, uh, maybe, I, I think it's like, in the, it's in the South, it's not like Southern Tip, it's not. Murfreesboro? Murfreesboro. So if you want to give us like a brief geological, just know where we're standing here. Oh, God, it's really far. Is it way down there? Four hours and 15 minutes. Okay, so it's way down. Is it past, like, Champagne and stuff? Holy fuck, where is this at? Murfreesboro. Yeah, it's way down there, probably. It's south of Mount Vernon. Okay. I thought Mount Vernon was north. Oh, whatever. I don't know. Um, It's about two hours south of St. Louis. Shit. It's an hour and 15 minutes from St. Louis, south. So it's a ways. Okay. Well, so we're it's safe. It's actually connected to the Shawnee National Forest. Yeah, it mentions that in here. It's right on the tip, the northern tip of the Shawnee National Forest. Okay, so I, I, I print this off the internet. Um, there's a guy named Troy Taylor. He writes a bunch of, like, he, he's largely, like, Midwest dude. Like, he writes a bunch of, like, Midwest hauntings. Um, the weird the weird Illinois book, he wrote he wrote a lot of those. Like, he, oh, yeah. he's a big contributor. So this is from this is from Troy Taylor from, I think, Prairie Ghosts. Uh, dot com. Um, I'll just read, and then we can talk about it. Because I think it's, I like the ones that are like, well, even though it's four four hours away, the ones that are kind of in your backyard. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> Want to spend fifteen hours in a car? Oh God! Uh, in the summer of 1973, the town of Murfreesboro in southwestern Illinois was the site of a bizarre series of monster sightings. The enigmatic creature, now recalled as the Murfreesboro Mud Monster, appeared without warning and then suddenly disappeared just two weeks later, seemingly without a trace. In its wake, the monster left a number of confused and frightened witnesses, baffled law enforcement officials, and, of course, an enduring legend. Um, So the monster was first seen around midnight on June 25th. Yeah, (laughs) close. It's close to your birthday, man. It's a day off. 1973, though. That's when Rudy and Julie were thinking about, haven't you? (laughs) No, not even close. When did they get married? The year before I was born. Oh, wow. So, 87. A young couple, Randy Needham and Judy Johnson, do you know those people? No. No. Were parked near a boat ramp into the big muddy river near Murfreesboro, when they heard a strange roaring cry that shattered the stillness of the night. So they were parked. They were parking. They were probably... Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> probably fucking. <laughs> 1973. Um, that, that shattered the stillness of the night. Uh, it came from the nearby woods, and both of them looked up to see a huge shape lumbering towards them. 
Whatever it was, it continued to make this horrible sound, and they later described the noise as something not human. Yeah? Are you scared yet? No. Okay, you're not scared yet. Let's go find this. (laughs) According to their account, uh, the monster is about seven feet tall and covered with a matted white hair. The fur was was streaked um, liberally, it says, with mud from the river. By the time the creature approached them, uh, by the time the creature approached to within 20 feet of them, it quickly left the scene. They went directly to the Murfreesboro Police Station. Um, short time later, Officer Merle Lindsay and Jimmy Nash uh, returned to the area and surveyed the scene. Although skeptical, they were surprised to find that a number of footprints had been left in the mud. Uh, the footprints were approximately 10 to 12 inches long and approximately 3 inches wide. At 2 a.m., Nash, Lindsay, and another officer named Bob Scott and Randy Needham himself, he was the kid in the car, returned to the scene again. This time, they descri- they discovered more tracks, and um, they brought a camera. Um, they followed the new footprints along the river, like the footprints led along the river. Yeah. Uh, suddenly from the woods, about 100 yards away, came the creature's terrible scream. Uh, they didn't wait to see if they could spot the monster and instead made a quick retreat for the patrol car. <laughs> so they ran. What would you do? Like I just kept going. You would have kept going? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst person to take on a monster hunt for you. Let's see what this motherfucker has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this fucker will finally kill me. <laughs> I could just see you like going hand-to-hand <laughs> with the Murfreesboro mud monster streaked in white mud. <laughs> <laughs> they always describe like oh the thing smelled terrible <laughs> it's like <laughs> who smells worse motherfucker <laughs> as you're, like, up, as you're like right now I have like my arms up and I'm like <laughs> getting ready to grapple um uh suddenly from the woods oh I already said that um they made it please uh, uh, you alright <laughs> after waiting in the darkness for a little while they got back out again and spent the rest of the night uh, trying to track down, <laughs> trying to track down a splashing sound they heard in the distance. Um, things quieted down after daylight, but the next night the creature was back. So, like for a week, it just fucking like happened. Yeah, it kept happening. But has it happened since? I don't think so. I don't think anyone's seen it. Uh, the first to see the monster this time was a four-year-old boy named Christian Barrel. Batman? <laughs> wait, wait, Batman? <laughs> he said, I am the knight. <laughs> um, he told his parents that he saw a big white ghost in the yard. <laughs> somehow he came Somehow he came, and they were both killed in an alley, too. I don't know what yeah, It was weird. He saw this ghost. Uh, they didn't believe him. Um, but when Randy Kreese and Cheryl Ray <laughs> saw an identical monster in a neighboring yard... Just ten minutes later, Christian's parents and the police quickly uh, reconsidered the little boy's statement. So, this little boy says he sees a big white ghost. Was that the same year? Or did it say Um, later? Yeah, it was the next night. Next night? Yeah, so this thing just keeps hanging around this area. Um, In the 1970s. Yeah. So they're in like... That was like 80 years ago. Uh... What? How 80 many, years ago? How many years ago was that? <laughs> 70, 80, 90, 
2013. It was like 45 years ago. <laughs> Sponsor's dead. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> I'll call the Peterson Ghost Adventure Squad and we'll go. Uh, Randy and Cheryl spotted... This is, these are the neighbors of the little kid. Um, they spotted the monster at about 10.30 p.m. while sitting on their back porch. They heard the sound of something moving in the woods uh, near the river and then spotted the muddy white creature uh, staring at them with pink eyes, they say. Um, Cheryl, <laughs> the woman. <laughs> <laughs> God. Cheryl would insist that the eyes were actually glowing. Um, they estimate that it weighed at least 350 pounds, stood seven feet tall, had a roundish head, and long ape like arms. The big show? Yeah. <laughs> what are, rolled around into mud? I just don't get it. Like, what are they seeing? Why did your Google Home just go off? I have no idea. Chris's Google Home just went off. Every time we talk about something kind of, like, <laughs> creepy, like, something, something goes off in his house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> to Murfreesboro. <laughs> um, so the big show, covered in white mud. A number of large footprints, a strong odor left in the monster's wake, but it didn't last for very long. Uh, the officers who arrived on the scene, Jimmy Nash himself, again, <laughs> and Ronald Manwaring, <laughs> fake, <All right. laughs> these names, um, they quickly summoned a local man named Jerry Nellis. <laughs> Jerry Lawler. He had a trained German Shepherd that was often used by the police department as an attack dog. <laughs> it would also search buildings and track suspects. Uh, the dog immediately was sent in pursuit of the monster. He managed to track the creature through the woods and down a hill to a small pond. Eventually, the trees and undergrowth became too thick and the do- for the dog to continue, and it was pulled off the track just moments um, after almost pulling its handler down a steep embankment. Uh, the officers began searching the area with flashlights, and the dog began sniffing near a tree, hoping to pick up the scent again. Uh, he then sat off towards an abandoned barn, but refused to go inside. In fact, the animal began shaking with fear and barking. Do you really think I mean, who barn. is who's retelling this story? Like, do you know that the dog was shaking with fear? I don't know. It, I'm not saying I don't believe, but it, there's a lot of storytelling going on. Um, Nellis, the owner of the dog, um, he called the two officers over, and they opened the barn and went inside. After a few moments, they realized that it was empty. The three men were puzzled. The dog had been trained to search buildings and Nellis could not explain why he refused to enter the barn. A short time later, the search was called off. Kind of a false false thing. The mud monster was reported two more times that summer. On the night of July 4th, um, a tra- traveling carnival workers stated that they spotted the creature looking at some Shetland ponies <laughs> that were being used for the holiday celebration. So... Alright. Into Shetland. (laughs) Let's see. Then on July 7th, Miss Nidra Green heard a screaming sound coming from a shed on her rural farm. She did not go out to investigate. It was that thing fucking her (laughs) shape. But why? I don't know why that's included because it doesn't say. It doesn't say that she, like, went went to check. It could have been anything. Yeah. Could have been a fox. Like, have you ever heard a fox? Yeah. Don't say it. Do not say that. What, what, what did they Don't say, say it. <laughs> what did they say, Justin? 
Um, so what was the Murfreesboro Mud Monster? This says um, local authorities said they didn't know. A lot of things in the area are unexplained. And nothing since. Nothing since. But there was something... Let me see. Was there like a murderer hanging out in Illinois? Maybe. Could have been him. According to the St. Louis Dispatch paper, the mud monster emerged again. The possible culprit of an attack that allegedly occurred at the Rand Lake campgrounds near Benson in August 1989. So, so like 15, 16 years later? Or wait, is that is it more? 15? Something like that. Uh, man, math is hard. Um, 15 years later in the 80s, uh, during the attack, gaping holes <laughs> were left in a tent and animal blood was left behind at the scene. The attack was later determined to have been from dogs, but that didn't stop local residents from speculating about the Murfreesboro mud monster. So the, these like people just don't want to let it go. They still want to believe. Yeah. Uh, the 1989 newspaper, um, the dog handler from the original case, reported that um, he had his own theories about the famous case, which left he and the other witnesses to the events feeling hunted. But the dog handler maintained that, in my opinion, we were tracking a bear. So, could that have been a bear, though? You know a bear if you see one, you would think. Yeah. Unless it was like a starved bear. So, we going there? Do you want to go to Murfreesboro? Yeah. So, what's your what's your stance on, like, Bigfoot and shit? Do you believe in that kind of stuff? Have you ever seen anything creepy out there? Like... Me, like physically, or like yeah, videos like that you, are like you, you, <laughs> <laughs> like you personally. Have you ever seen anything? Not that I recall. No, has nothing has, that like stuck. You know, nothing like oh, that was weird. See, I don't know. if see, I usually walk towards shit. Like if something happens, I usually just all right. Let's go see what this is. You like have that like almost like a law enforcement. No. Well, you know how law enforcement they're like. They won't run away from things. They'll go towards it and stuff. I think mine's like being a, I'm not going to say addicted to fear. There's something probably. You're an adrenaline junkie? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I don't think there's anything weird that I've ever seen. Uh, nothing. Yeah, I'm that, trying to think. Cause I mean, like, do you believe in that kind of, like, do you believe that there's well, like, there's, yeah. Like that there's just, weird shit out there? Like just, not ghosts, but like It doesn't like, feel like animals. anyone's reported on stuff recently you know what i mean like 2016 17 18 yeah. oh god i'm dying seems to be like a lot of that stuff was like from the 60s and shit. yeah like 50s 60s 70s yeah a like, little bit of the 80s like in the 60s like there was like a lot of ufo stuff there were a lot of bigfoot Ooh, sightings you did bring that up my mom swears to god she's seen one this came up in one of our stories lately when i was talking to her like she lit. I showed you the house they lived at down that like clay road that we went down that night. Yeah, <laughs> clay road. Oh, it was. It was like <laughs> yeah. it, was it like... went from like blacktop to gravel road to like dirt. Now is that the one that's give give me kind of oh, like behind Dick Blake? Okay, back there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We went down there, and I was like, "This is my mom's friends, and this is where she used to live across the street on top of yeah. that hill with the creepy farm light." Yeah. Like. Like, she was living there. Like, I'll try to set a plot for you. I know other people aren't going to understand. It's fine. Maybe Jen. But, like, there's those two houses. Jen doesn't listen to this. And then the house, <laughs> like, the road, like, we were coming down the road this 
her house, friend's house, and the road's like here. Yeah. When you were coming down this way, there was that hill that you went up, and that farmhouse was here with the light on. Yeah, it was I creepy. Remember. That corner used to have like a bunch of horses. Yeah. Like my mom's horse would be there, her friends, that farm. There's all like they built a barn and they all shared it. Okay. For all their horses or whatever. Just like shared it. It was like a big like a friend, community. Like a friend country thing. That's cool. Yeah. And she said she remembered this would have been after her divorce, before my dad. Okay. Way before my dad. After the divorce, she got that house, and Jerry and Larry lived there. Got it. Like, she put them to bed, was telling them, hey, I'm going to walk down, feed the horse, you know, open the stall door, put them away. Walked down, did that, and when she said that she just remembers seeing flashing lights, and then the horse is just going crazy, running everywhere. Oh, my God. So she was like, I just fed them, opened the door, made sure all the gates were shut, and walked back home. And she's like, I just remember walking home and hearing humming noises the whole way. Oh, like fuck. the half mile walk back to the house. Jesus. She's like, she's like, I'm not saying they're real or fake, but she said there was something that happened that day. Oh. Like, uh, like blinding lights and no, shit? No, not blinding. I'm just like, she said it was like five lights and it made like an oval shape in this sky. Oh, shit. And like... She was like, you know how you are, you look, and it's like, oh, plane, whatever, because they're out beyond the airport. Yeah, that's what I would think. So that's what she was like, oh, plane, whatever, you know, but then when it starts spooking all the animals. Yeah. Because of the humming and being so low, she's like, I just put them away and fed the whole, you know, finished, and but she's like, the humming, like, followed me all the way back to the oh. house. But the and, lights went away? Yeah, the lights went away. But the humming still followed. That's it, weird. Yeah. What if it went to, like, stealth mode? I don't know. We what? talked about it a little bit. She was like, it was kind of weird. So that was, like, the... Was that, like, the 70s? Somewhere between 80 and 83 so like or 1983. something. like, 1983. Jesus. So I wouldn't even have been the 60s or 70s. That would have been early 80s. 80s. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. I don't... Like, I don't know, like, logistically, like, I don't know how aliens would get here. Without... Something picking yeah. them up, or like, like a, the amount of technology that, or like a wormhole or something. But like, even like like I'm saying, like you get all like United States has got massive technology research. Yeah, but then you also have Japan, Russia. It's like China. How, yeah. yeah, how would you something out of those, you know, five major power countries or whatever? It would have to show up on radar somewhere yeah. or something. That's just weird. Alien stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even if it's just, like, weird crafts and stuff, that's still fucking scary. Like, yeah. what if it wasn't aliens? It was just, like, a weird ship that was coming to... I don't know. This is about the time when your Google Home will go off. <laughs> <laughs> Contacting the U.S. government. You've been watching Game Grumps play that new Spider-Man game? Uh, I haven't watched Game Grumps play it, but I've watched people play it. That was pretty cool. One of my friends that I have on PlayStation, she, like, PlayStation shared it to me. It's pretty fun. It's like an open-world GTA game with Spider-Man. Basically, like, it looks just like that. And uh, she was showing me that you could go to the friend's apartment, the Ghostbusters firehouse, the apartment that had Ghoul on top. 
of the Ghostbusters movie with the two lions. They had the bar from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh my in god! It. They had all these like New York places you could go to, and the there. pizza place from Two Guys a Girl on a Pizza Place. <laughs> you never watched that show? No, but they had the coffee shop with uh, from Friends. From no, yeah, from Friends. That's what it was. That's not the thing. Real quick, I have Laffy Taffy in front of me. What's a cat's favorite color? Meow. Oh, you were saying earlier you missed Chris Farley. I was. I was watching a few like uh like David Spade videos where he's just he was just talking about Tommy Boy and stuff. Yeah. The whole fat guy in a little coat thing was just sort of like last minute improvised. Like he used to, <laughs> Chris Farley used to do that a lot, I guess, the fat guy in a little coat and it was just to make each other laugh. So then Tommy Boy happened and like they weren't really like the movie got greenlit and half written. And they started filming before they had, like, a lot of the jokes worked out for the movie. So, like, it was a lot of, like, okay, let's see what these guys can do. Because they used to write for SNL and stuff. So, it was sort of like, uh, like, they're funny. They'll come up with something. So, like, yeah. And, like, the um, David Spade's hair, like, the toupee thing. Yeah. That was, like, a last-minute gag they thought of. So, Uh that was kind of funny. I don't know. I was watching this video. Um, Richard, <laughs> Richard, what's happening? <laughs> driving along, driving along. <laughs> <laughs> you just drive along, drive along. Truck tire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> uh, we should watch Tommy Boy. I could watch that movie all... That movie never gets old. It's, like, one of my favorite, like, road trip movies. Oh, it's one of my favorites. That and Dumb and Dumber, like, those are two two solid road trip movies. Do you believe in, like, those... Like, people do, like, those spirit boxes? Spirit boxes. Like, they have this machine that, like... It, like, flips through, like, free radio frequencies. Oh, like, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then, like, there'll be, like, weird words that come through. yeah. And they'll, they'll, they think that they can communicate with spirits and stuff. But, like, a few people have done, like, Chris Farley spirit boxes and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. You, you Not know, feeling you, it? You get to flipping through, you get to flipping through YouTube enough and you watch enough David Spade videos. And then, like, in the recommendations, it's like, Chris Farley spirit box. And I, <laughs> yeah. I watch it and it's like, I don't know if I'd buy this. Yeah. Is that the wall? Do we hit the wall? <laughs> <laughs> I-